Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever podcast of the Dead Celebs. Welcome to the Dead Celebs podcast with your hosts, Brent Novak and Tana Satterley. Check out our sister podcast, Talk Murder to Me. Step into the captivating world of true crime. This podcast offers an entertaining and unique approach to crime storytelling. Talk Murder to Me can be found on any podcast platform, also streaming live Saturdays on YouTube. I got involved with those guys, and uh, hopefully we're going to do more stuff together. And this is this is the start, uh, Dead Celebs Podcast. And I met Tana on Facebook and said, would you be interested in doing a podcast with me? And she said, yes. <laughs> awesome. 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 Tana, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm originally from West Virginia. I'm married and I have a daughter and I am an actor. So um, I do a lot of things on the side. I still have a day job. Um, one of my previous day jobs, however, was in radio. I was an afternoon drive personality for about four or five years, um, recorded commercials, programmed the music, et cetera, et cetera. But I uh, had a lot of fun doing that. And when I found your post about needing a co-host for a podcast, I thought, why not check it out? Wow. Oh, so here I am. You did. I'm glad you did. Because this is our first show and we don't know when it's going to air. We're going to go over celebrities that died in January of 2023. Start out with the actor's name is Adam Rich. Adam starred in the 1970s TV show, Eight is Enough, and he died at the age of 54. So young. Did you ever watch Eight is Enough? You know, I don't think that I did. I was kind of sheltered as a child. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of TV. Just nothing. Not oh, a lot. Okay, so what 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 did you do to pass the time? Oh, I, I played outside. I played very well independently. I was a single child for 10 years. And uh, so I just learned to keep myself occupied, actually. Interesting. Um, another celebrity we have is a Miss Cindy Williams, best known oh, for okay. starring in TV sitcoms Laverne and Shirley with Penny Marshall, also mm -hmm. appeared in movies such as American Graffiti and The Conversation. She died on January 25th at the age of 75. Did you get a chance to watch Laverne and Shirley? I did. Reruns, of course. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I did watch Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mostly saw uh, on reruns too. At least like after school reruns was kind of the, th the thing mm -hmm. for me. Uh, if you remember Happy Days. And I mean, when I was a kid, we had like six channels. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Us too. Uh, one that kind of shocked everybody. Lisa Marie Presley. Oh. I know, I know, very sad. The daughter of Elvis Presley, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she had a son that died too, I think. So she just had a, a tragic life, I think. Um, her daughter, interestingly enough, Kylie, and I'm not going to pronounce her last name right, Rao, R-E-O-U-G-H, somebody correct me. Um, she recently starred in the series Daisy Jones and the Six, which one thing I found interesting about that was she had to train her voice. She had to learn to sing. Like she wasn't a natural, like 
that wasn't something that she did. She was an actress, but she wasn't a singer. And so for that role, she trained to do that. She's very good at it. But I guess in my mind thinking, you know, the granddaughter of Elvis Presley, surely she would follow in that vein. But um, it wasn't until she got this part that she started singing. Wow. Imagine having a dad like Elvis and you can't sing, right? Grandfather. Sorry, I was talking about. You're right. You're right. You're right. Still, right, still, like exactly. I guess it's like uh, yeah. I Michael Jordan's kids didn't didn't do as well as he did either. Yeah. So you know, I guess true. Uh, here's another one: Annie Wershing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was an actress known for her role on Twenty Four, Runaways, Vampire Diaries. We talked uh, obviously a little bit about this last week, January 29th mm-hmm. at the age of forty five after a battle with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring her up. Oh. Yes. Very pretty, pretty young lady. I, and, you know, I think I remember sharing this. The last few weeks before she died, she was still filming. She was on shows like uh, The Rookie with Nathan oh. Fillion. Fillion. Yep. Um, Good job. Love that show. And she was literally, I mean, like weeks before she died, she was guest starring on that show. And I believe there was one other show, and I can't think of it at the moment, but she fought till the very end. Bless her heart. And kept working, which is crazy. Yes, yes that is goodness. crazy. Oh. Billy Packer. Billy Packer was one of the main voices for college basketball. Okay. Uh, he had such crazy terms like this is onions and uh, yeah. died at 82. And hmm. uh, didn't say why. Probably January 25th at the age of 82. Probably just hmm. 82 is is a good enough reason. Old age. Yeah. Yeah, Old age. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully as we do this more and more often, we're going to find more and more odd deaths like uh, Lisa Marie's where she just didn't wake up. And, and you look at the last couple of footage, the last couple minutes of her life, you know, at that award ceremony, like people are holding on to her and it's just, maybe that's one we need to, um, to look into. Yeah. Robbie Bachman. Uh, he was a rock drummer from the and one of the founding members of 1970s hitma- hitmaker Bachman Turner Overdrive. You ain't seen nothing yet is one of their. Um, I think it was the, the song, the most popular song in 1974. Oh, um, and he died on January 12th at the age of 69, so fairly young. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother yeah. was was the front man, Randy Bachman, and I believe he's still alive. I think. Here's a very interesting, uh, sorry, I couldn't get this picture uh, bigger, but uh, she, she played Wednesday, Lisa Loring. Um, she played Wednesday on uh, the Adams family. So the original, the original, original Adams family. She died January 28th, only at the age of 64 after mm. suffering a stroke. Oh, wow. that's I really know. sad. That is sad. Huh. way too young too. Here is we got a, just a couple more. Remember, this is only January of 2023. I'm, I'm ah. interested to see what else is coming up, going to come up uh, throughout the year. I hope it's I hope it's not many, but mm. we all are going to pass. David Crosby, the influential oh. rock singer, songwriter, member of the Birds, best known for his mm-hmm. work with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, um, and he's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. January 18th, at the age of 81, Crosby had a liver mm. transplant in 94 after decades of drug use and mm. survived diabetes, hepatitis C, and heart surgery in the oh. 1970s. So um, another 80s birthday, but still 
Yeah. Still pretty. Uh, Sounds you know, like looks, a hard life, though. Yeah, kinda, a lot of health yeah. issues. Right. <laughs> it looks great in this picture. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Knievel son, Robbie Knievel, daredevil and stunt writer, son of famed stunt writer Evil Knievel, jumped over the Grand Canyon in 1999. The Fountains at Caesar Palace in 1989 and many more starred in 2005 A&E's TV series Knievel's Wild Ride. Died mm-hmm. January 13th at age 60. Hmm. After a battle with pancreatic cancer. Oh, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Ouch, ouch, ouch. So there you have it. There are our dead celebrities for January of 2023. May they rest in peace. May they rest in peace. All right, Tana, do you want to uh, get us uh, get us cooking on some Anna Nicole Smith while I get some uh, pictures lined up? Oh, I can do that. So, Anna Nicole Smith, actually born Vicki Lynn Marshall or Vicki Lynn Hogan, um, there's some back and forth about that. Um, the documentary that I watched on Netflix says Vicki Lynn Marshall, but a different documentary that I recently watched, The Final 24 on YouTube, says that her last name was Hogan. So, uh, I don't know legally how she was born, Um in the first documentary, they say she was born in Mejia, Texas. Um, but actually, in the second documentary, I learned that she wasn't born there. She only lived there for a few years with her aunt. Apparently, as a teenager, she was, you know, a wild child and her mom couldn't handle it, I guess. Or anyhow, so she went to stay with her aunt in Mejia. And that's kind of where her story started. And that's what she stuck with. And as we learned through her story, she did make up a lot about her life. And a lot of it was just to draw attention to herself. Um, sad stories sell. Well, let's, let's swing it back. Let's head, let's head to Texas for a bit. Cause there's a little okay. bit of information we can, uh, we can talk about, including, um, where she meets her first husband, this, mm-hmm. uh, adoring, beautiful man. Um, oh, <laughs> Daniel the, looks just like him, doesn't he? Right. No. Does Aww, he? Does I think he? So. Maybe really? the eyes. Yeah. If you look at May- pictures of him. My gosh. I it, I mean, hold on, hold on. That uh, to me, Daniel, the son, looks way better. Um, well, yes, he does. Better haircut, of course. Right, better haircut. It's true. Okay, hold on. Oops. Um, Mike, right? Yeah. yeah. Dang, yeah. dang, 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 mm-hmm. dang. Ten and I watched two separate uh, podcasts, and and they each told some odds, like oddly different stories, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and you, you were kind of saying that too, like I learned this and I learned this from uh, from the second one. That yeah. Nobody even talked about it in the first one, which was and, interesting. You know, the interest. The other interesting thing is. They interviewed her mom in the second one that we watched, and her mom was not in the Netflix documentary at all. They, they had, well, they had, because um, I just rewatched it before, like skimmed through it, and they had her voice, oh, her okay. voice in the beginning, which I didn't remember until I went back. Yeah, so, yeah I didn't so. remember that. Right. I don't remember her being, you know, on camera at all. Right. So she, uh, from what I know, she heads off. She's in. Um, She's in Houston with her mom. Her mom's mm-hmm. a police officer. Yes. And then she can't really, she doesn't really know what to do with um, Vicky. Mm-hmm. And so sends Vicky to her, her aunt's house. 
and and she drops out of school and this is where am i right on this that she works at this the chicken place and meets um billy wayne smith yes he was a fry cook okay and (laughs) allegedly he didn't show any interest in her or something about giving her a ride home Mm -hmm. this is what mom said Um, yeah and and she's like well i gotta have him if he's not gonna see me (laughs) i want to be seen yeah she liked that attention i guess right Mm. um so they have daniel she started working a strip club and she just became obsessed with her looks um and ended up getting a boob job where she had so much back pain that she started taking pain pills. And that is what I believe through my research, the started and, and kind of touched on in the documentary as well. But that is what started her addiction to, to drugs is she just had these back problems from her being top heavy, which I could only imagine. You remember the story where Anna Nicole Smith's uh, mom, uh, this is from the latest, the, the, the second documentary. Yeah. She, co- she comes in and says, uh, she comes into the strip joint. Oh, yeah. And she, and she says, uh, you got five minutes to get my daughter off stage. Yes. Or, or, or I'm going to, I'm going to make problems. Her, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I guess her mom was a, was a sheriff. She says, you know, you've got five minutes to take my daughter off that stage. I don't want her doing this. I'm going to cause problems if you don't. So they do, they escort her. They, they say, okay, ma'am, well, if you can come to the back and you know, they didn't want to cause a scene. Um, and then kind of after that, she just pretty much said, I guess I didn't realize that this was my daughter had found her calling that this is what she wanted to do. And once she set her mind at something, there was no stopping it. So I couldn't do it. And basically she just kind of had to, she right. resigned herself to, you know, okay, well, this is her life. Right. So right. at the strip club is where she met Jay Marshall Howard. I'm sorry, J. Howard Marshall. I looked at that wrong. He, um, by all accounts, was an oil tycoon, a widowed billionaire, um, and he wanted to marry her right away. I think that he really um, adored her. I think he he loved pretty things. Obviously, he was a man and, you know, just the sex appeal, blah, blah, blah. He wanted her. He had to have her. But I do think that he he cared and he he took care of her from what, my research and all that. Um, and I think that she felt like that attention was something that she had, hadn't received before from a man and just someone that was really looking after her and wanting to take care of her, not just use her. So I think that's kind of what really, you know, I, I don't know. You can say it's, she, she was with him with the money for the money. Um, but who knows what's in a person's heart, right? And, you know, now that I think about it, it's probably the father figure she never had. Too, exactly. You know? Yeah. So somebody mm-hmm. that just cares about her enough. To- but she did say, I thought this was very interesting, that she didn't want to marry him right away because she wanted to make a name for herself. She didn't want people to think she was a gold digger. She wanted to make her own money, which she ended up doing. She got on the cover of Playboy magazine. Uh, she was noticed by guests and ended up being a model. And that second documentary that I watched, it says in that first year, she made $22 million. And I was really impressed with it. So that that was back in the early 90s. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess that was with Guess and Playboy. Yes, with, what, with uh, Guess uh, and Pl- yep. Playboy, yes. I, right. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Poltergeist 2, but the guy literally looks like the evil man from Poltergeist 2. Oh, gosh. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I, I might even look that up just because. <laughs> Bless <laughs> because his heart. I know, right? He looks like he's got one foot in the grave right there. Gosh, he sure oh my does. Gosh. Uh, here he comes. All right. Okay. Now let's, and for all the people that are not watching on YouTube, if you're, for all the four people that watch this or listen to this podcast <laughs> and, and the 10 that watch it on YouTube, oh get ready. Get ready. Tana, look at him now. All right. Okay. Yes. This is Jay Howard. <gasps> da -da -da! Oh, right? yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Yep. Yeah. I don't think that was worth it. It really yes. wasn't, but I tried. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, Bless his heart. Gosh. <laughs> I tried to make a list of like the 10 most influential people in her life. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of throwing that together real quick. Um, I got Virgie Mae Hogan, which is Nicole's mom. Mm -hmm. um, Billy Wayne Smith, the first husband, which we just, mm -hmm. we saw his good looking mug here. Um, mm -hmm. So right now, Nicole, I could pick up Nicole based on these two guys, right? If I had a million dollars, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, I was going to go into Missy. By uh, Byram, um, mm -hmm. the woman who's kind of the younger woman who's or her friend and lover that's focused in the first documentary. Do you remember her? Yes, I do. Yeah. In fact, um, it wasn't one of the documentaries. Um, it might have been an article or it might have been the article in People magazine, in mm -hmm. fact. But Missy claims that she and Anna Nicole had a commitment ceremony and that they were married. I guess maybe before gay marriage was legal, um, but right. she claims to be one of Anna Nicole's spouses. Ex, you know, Missy. I think they were together at the strip club and that's how they met. So that's her on the right. Obviously, obviously not back then, but today, mm -hmm. obviously. So that's one of the pictures I could find on her. So, um, sure. yeah, yeah. Look her up on people. Uh, again, our information is mostly coming from, mostly coming from, um, the Anna Nicole Smith documentary, um, it's called you don't know me and mm -hmm. Anna Nicole Smith, the last 24 hours, which is, uh, which is interesting too. And I think both the, probably a lot of, a lot of things added for suspense and everything mm -hmm. else it felt like too. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, Jay Howard Marshall and Daniel Smith, uh, uh, round out the top five, so mm -hmm. we're, we've kind of been talking about Jay Howard. You want to, I feel like you've had a, you had a little connection. Is there any more you want to say about Jay Howard? Um, only if we go into my personal connection. Yeah. Well, you could do that too, if you want, it's up to you. I mean, it's like six degrees to Kevin Bacon's story, but sure, sure. <laughs> my hairdresser, Tiffany Smith here in Myrtle beach. Hi, Tiffany. Um, she was, cutting my hair. And of course I'm telling her about doing this podcast and that we're starting with Anna Nicole Smith. And she's like, Oh wait, she said, I know her or I met her. So basically what had happened was Anna Nicole Smith was dating Ben Thompson. He's a developer here in Myrtle beach and his daughter, Gina is also a hairdresser. Um, I guess for whatever reason, she didn't want to do Anna Nicole's hair and nails. So she called my hairdresser, Tiffany and said, would you come to the house and do her hair and nails? So Tiffany's like, sure, why not? So she went on several different occasions. Um, she'd do her hair. She'd, she'd do her, her nails. And um, one particular time, 
she was in a recliner and she had her nails, you know, her hands on each, each arm rest. And Tiffany was literally on the floor doing her nails. And so she had to get up and come to the other side. And, and the reason, the reason she was like this is she basically was out of it is how Tiffany described her probably on drugs. Mm. Um, so she comes around to the other side to do her other hand. And Anna Nicole looks at her and says, where did the other girl go? <laughs> so, oh my God. I mean, if, I mean, but the other things that Tiffany did say, I thought were very sweet. So basically as far as, you know, meeting Anna Nicole, what she like, she said she was very sweet. Uh, she wasn't a diva, um, but she, that she was pretty out of it most of the time that she wasn't, she wasn't completely there, you know? And the, the thing about J. Howard Marshall is Tiffany said that Anna Nicole actually carried with her or had in her purse a framed picture of him. And it had little stickers on it, kind of like an 80s teenager puts stickers all over their pictures. And she would pull it out of her bag and look at it with tears in her eyes. And, and from that, I think Tiff and I, Tiffany and I were talking that it, it seems that she really did care about him because this was years later. And, um, we, we talked about it, like, you know, she probably really did care for him and he cared for her. And that was probably the only true, you know, caring relationship she ever had because everybody just wanted something from her. Right. So. And, the, right. and you're right. This is actually the first person that wants to give, um, mm -hmm. to her, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's a really good point. Yeah. So just a very, very sad, tragic, you know, um, shell of a, of a woman. In fact, um, I was going to save this to the end because, you know, looking at the whole big picture and, and how to, how to describe Anna Nicole Smith, according to her mom in the second documentary mm -hmm. at the end, towards the very end, she said she was an empty shell just being controlled by everyone. Mm. So yeah, That's very, true. very sad. Very true. Um, yeah. So I have um, number six on persons of interest in Anna Nicole's life is Donald Eugene Hogan. Do you know mm -hmm. who that is? Let's let's play a little little trivia. What a trivia. Okay. trivia? I do remember that name. Where you can't Google it. You can't no, Google it. I'm not it's Googling. Okay. It's okay if you don't remember, because if you did this to me, I'd be like, I don't know. I, that was her father. Yeah. Right. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know why I picked this picture. This is, this is a, this is not, look at that. Looks like a mugshot. He kind of looks like Elvis a little bit with that hair. Yeah. Too. So, interesting. Yeah. Well, um, according to her mom, wasn't he a convicted rapist? Yeah. 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 And both documentaries just, See one the second one just says it. The first one goes in depth and yes. interviews the half brother who is mm -hmm. also his son. And yes. um, do you there's even a rumor that he may have raped Anna Nicole when they mm -hmm. or tried you know, at least. Right, right. Yeah. Which is ugh, just Gross, so sick. Right. So they yeah. never knew each other, and she becomes mm -hmm. famous. And according to the first documentary, she she says, uh, you know, come on, dad, come visit. Uh, yeah. I'm not telling you who I am and then picks him up in a limo and all of it's filmed in there. So if you haven't seen that, that's, uh, that's some good yeah. Footage. And you know, the whole thing about that, um, she, she loved being in the public and she loved being the public eye. And I, I can't imagine at any point that she was 
declaring and proclaiming that she was going to on this quest to find her father did anybody in her life in her family her mom her aunt the people who knew who he was why didn't they try to stop her and tell her the truth right right, right? She, she still had a relationship with her mom too her mom exactly like, don't go near him but maybe she never told him that's the only thing and she was only telling the people in la maybe maybe yeah that's the only thing i can think of right I don't, or just the the added attention i don't know but why would you want to drag that sort of uh, i don't know i don't understand people so. i don't either so he comes and they 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 head out to the playboy mansion he meets hugh hefner they all hang out they party i don't really know how it ends but it just ends out of nowhere it looks like everything's going fine and then um they disappear so yeah um Seven, uh, and then I've got a couple bullet points to to bring up. Uh, we talked about the boob job. We really didn't talk about her. Did we talk about her infatuation with Marilyn Monroe or the movie career? Not yet. Okay. But she was. And I think at one point, maybe it was the first documentary, she claimed to be like the reincarnated daughter of Marilyn Monroe, which yeah, I think what? is strange. Why not Marilyn Monroe, not the daughter of Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> That's exactly why I'm laughing right now. That's so silly. I was I was reincarnated by the dog of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. The one that went outside and pooped next to the <laughs> what? She didn't even have a daughter. Well, how could you be I reincarnated know. as a daughter she didn't have? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. I th I think she was kind of ditzy. <laughs> I guess. Well, she didn't even know a guest jeans was. I time. know she didn't. And she called Playboy magazine classy. Which well, I thought good. was funny. <laughs> compared, compared to Hustler, maybe. I guess it, so. Right? I wouldn't know. I don't read I, those magazines. Well, but. here's something interesting that I didn't catch the first time I watched. We're talking about the movie career. The first time I watched the documentary, she's on the phone and she's uh, she's telling her agent that she's got she she's offered the role of the main character in the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. Whose breakout performance is in the mask do you know that's cameron diaz breakout oh, role oh yeah, 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 yeah. And nicole smith yes so, so but she wow. was only offered fifty thousand dollars for that i wonder what cameron made you know i mean it was worth it to have it be her breakout role right 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 absolutely <laughs> but it could have been anna maybe yeah maybe? I, don't I don't know probably not probably maybe she didn't not. have the chops i don't think she did i don't think she did either not likable enough in that sense uh anna realized what she could do and she did that really well and mm -hmm. that you know what that was tana as marrying beautiful men like this <laughs> yes <laughs> being okay. being the trophy wife you know yeah. being being pretty and uh, i tell you right i tell you exactly i know <laughs> Just got to go find my, um, so we talked about the movie career. We talked about her wonderful dad who did nothing but love her her whole mm. life. Um, <laughs> I've got number seven on people of interest, Howard Stern, but not that Howard Stern, Tana. That's right. Howard K. Stern. Howard K. Stern. Lawyer, Howard K. Stern. Lawyer, yeah. friend, who knows what else. <laughs> there he is. That's a yeah. great pose. I asked him, I asked him to pose that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird picture. Why did I pick that picture? Oh man. So 
are you with me? We don't really know much about this guy at all, right? We don't. I don't even know how she found him to be her lawyer. I mean, we never really picked that up in our research. Did no. you? Mm -mm, no, not, yeah. not, none of it. Uh, he's mentioned a ton and mm -hmm. he's in a, a couple interviews, but really oh, like, yeah. somebody said, well, the only reason we knew who he was is because he was in our same building. And I don't even know who said that. I don't remember mm. who said that. So sorry, there's 4th, 4th of July fireworks going off. So, oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Delayed. Delayed. But he becomes a big, big part of uh, her life. Um, oh, he wow. does. Right. In yeah. fact, he he basically is almost like not an assistant but he he's like her he follows her around everywhere even when she's with other men which i thought was very strange right, right. <laughs> like she would I, if i'm not mistaken when she would come to myrtle beach to stay with ben thompson who she just dated briefly he would come with her and sleep in the other room i mean it was just bizarre <laughs> but i think that Part of that was he, from what I can observe, he was partially responsible in supplying her drug habit. Uh, I think he was regulating that just from what I've picked up on. How did your associate, Mr. Thompson, meet her? Do you know that or no? You know, I, I have no idea there. Was it no on idea. Bumble? Was it on Bumble? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I doubt it. There wasn't Bumble, <laughs> was Bumble back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. Would that be would that be interesting? Oh my gosh, Anna Nicole Smith. I'll just I'll slide. Yeah, off. right. <laughs> oh oh man. goodness, I know. So um, Howard K. Stern becomes her also her attorney in the trial against um, J. Howard Marshall's son. Yes, for the for the money. For the money. For the money. Yeah, they were only married like a little over a year when he died. And I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing they probably had a prenup. Um, but sh I, you know, I think that that second documentary mentioned something about shortly after they got married, he signed over his power of attorney to his son. Which right. I thought if he wanted to take care of her, surely he would have made her comfortable I, I'm well, not, that's well, not the he, word i'm looking for uh, yeah right right it, what they should have just said here you get a certain amount of money right and this goes into a trust that you can somebody else manages for you so you sure. always have something right yes yes that's what i would think but it doesn't sound but, like that it no. sounds like he gave her though over 14 million dollars on estimate that's her estimate yeah so if you combine that with the money she made from guests and playboy mm -hmm. she, that's 40 million dollars and you peed through 40 million dollars yeah how do you do that uh, and the, you remember the second documentary when mom's like uh, you're gonna buy a pair of five thousand dollars shoes yes. and you should just go to pay less and she's like mom yes. mom i'm rich people know the difference yes i thought that was so is that cute just cute yes it is cute of the mom cute. <laughs> she Aww. was serious as a heart attack right you're gonna right. pay five thousand dollars for yeah. a pair of shoes right you should go to Payless, not like yeah. maybe you should go to Macy's. Right? You should go to Payless. Yeah. Like Payless. let's go all the way back down here. Yes. You know? No oh, such thing gosh. as a three hundred dollar pair of shoes. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So oh. Anna Anna loses this trial. So Howard K. Stern doesn't do his job, even though he's a fantastic pose. He can pose mm -hmm. really well for pictures, as I yeah. put him here. Um. So she gained some weight. She gained. She some did. Weight. 
Yeah. Yeah. Big. You know, you remember how much weight she gained? I think it was 70 pounds. Yes. But she, I learned in that second documentary, she was six foot tall. I know. I don't think I knew that. And that's, that's really tall. And, um, you know, she was 150 pounds, which at six feet tall, that's not terrible. Um, but to put on 70, it, it, it was in all the wrong places because she was, yeah, that was when she was doing her reality show, right? And she was on Howard Stern for a bit and they're, Mm -hmm. they're betting how much she weighs as she's walking up. Like, yeah, the media just was awful to her. In fact, one quip I saw the national Enquirer ran an article that said, how dumb is Anna Nicole? Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, just mean, just, I mean, but that's the tabloids for you. So, yeah. Oh, poor th- I still feel bad for her. I wish she was here because I'd give her a hug, even though she's right? not that smart. Yeah, I, I do feel bad for her too. Right. Yeah. But she turned it around. She ended up being um, a spokesperson for Trim Spa. That's and- where I was going next. Mm-hmm. She dropped the 70. Actually, she lost more than what she had gained, I believe. She did look. A lot, I mean, she looked a lot better. She looked, she looked right. I will say. She, she looked more like this Anna Nicole. I don't have any, yeah. or more even maybe this Anna Nicole. Yeah, that looks um, like after. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I don't have any pictures of her um, obese. I don't know. I just didn't do it. So. Oh, yeah. It was, just imagine mm-hmm. just being plumper. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like this, only bigger. Only that's bigger. Her. That's her. <laughs> um. So... There's a there's a, a man called I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his last name Maurice Breithaupt, mm-hmm. otherwise known as oh. Big, Big Mo. Mo. That's mm-hmm. right. Big Mo. Yeah, get to Big Mo in a second here. Yes. I'll show you what it looks like. Uh, Big Mo is kind of by her side all the time. He mm-hmm. is uh, her right hand man. Um, bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yeah. And get a picture of them in just a second. To take out my. There's Big Mo, and uh, I don't know. I've, this seems maybe as uh, the pre-first weight gain, maybe I don't know. Could be after, Could be because after. I feel like the after her face was more like this picture, chiseled. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I feel okay. like that's after. What would you consider those breasts? Chiseled? I don't know. But I want to say when the, when we were watching the second documentary, mm-hmm. it was like something like a 42 double D or I, I, maybe that's not even right. Gosh. But I mean, I, I just, I just can't imagine. <laughs> She's pretty skinny at that point too. If She's six she feet is. tall. Big Mo is like six, three. He's tall. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh, big dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big dude. Um so big Mo's in the life, and then comes a big sway for Anna Nicole. Larry Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Larry Burkhead. Yeah, they meet at the Kentucky Derby in 2003. I do have a picture with them, but you were also gonna see her daughter as she looks today. Yeah, and maybe him being a photographer, you know, maybe she thought you know, she could control the images that were being published of her. Yeah. She lets him know. I mean, she wants to get pregnant, but she also lets him know that she doesn't want him a part of the baby's life. 
pretty much from the very beginning. But he still just... he still ends up fighting it. Maybe he maybe he wanted the money. Maybe he really had second second thoughts on being a dad. I don't know. Yeah. So who knows? I don't know. Either uh, way, he ended up being a dad anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. He had to. He had he to. Had, be, right? Yeah. He had to be. Um, so the second documentary talks about a very interesting moment for Big Mo and her. Um mm. she, about seven months before her death, I think shortly after the death or the birth of her baby, um, Anna Nicole nearly drowns. Do you remember that in the second documentary? Yes, I do. And he jumps in and saves her. Right. And he doesn't know if it was accidental or if she did that on purpose. Right. Is this, Mm -hmm. oh shoot. I don't remember if this is after Daniel's death or before. I think it was before. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So um, do you remember how close Daniel Lynn and Daniel's death are? Because I don't. Um, I think it was two or three days. That's what I thought, too. Okay. Yeah, it was All only right. a few days. So Daniel is the son who she had with um, her first husband. And here he is all grown up right before his death. He dies at at 20 Mm. and uh, Anna Nicole heads to the Bahamas uh, because she's just trying to get away from everybody, start fresh, have this baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And also Howard K. Stern can be labeled as the father. Whoever signs the birth certificate is considered the father. So they want to make sure Daniel Stern is that father. Uh, Howard Stern, sorry. And you know, Uh, somewhere along the way in that second documentary, it showed that her and Howard K. Stern did some sort of commitment ceremony as well. And they were on a boat and she was in a wedding dress and they jumped off of the boat into the water. It was oh, kind of bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah. I wonder what that means. What does that mean? Do I people don't know. do that? Is that I've know. never seen that before. Me neither. I, I think that the comment was, it just kind of shows just how out of it she was or just mm. how, you know, far gone she was. I don't know. You know, and that probably also represents that he will follow her anywhere. Mm -hmm. He was, he was like this lost puppy dog. Like I said, he, he did. He followed her everywhere, even when she was with other men and he claimed paternity of the baby. Um, when obviously he wasn't, um, but just very strange relationship. I, I think that in my opinion, he probably stuck around for the money, you know, just that she was, that he, well, I don't know. But I think, like I said before, she, he was definitely part of that um, su- su- supplying of, of the drugs for her and regulating that. Ah, what a silly man. Silly, silly man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we are in the Bahamas and um, she has Daniel Lynn, um, her baby, which um this is all her, this is her grown up and fairly Mm -hmm. recent. There's a lot of Anna Nicole in her, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, Mr. Mr. Larry Burkhead in, you know, you can see them both. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, so she is born and Daniel Smith, her son comes out to visit and tragedy Mm -hmm. occurs. Yeah. He, was on antidepressants. Um, there was also some methadone found in his system, um, which I think that she had been 
taking that as well. Um, in fact, the first documentary mentioned that she was really concerned about getting this methadone while she was in the Bahamas because of the way their pharmacies are or how she was going to be able to get, get this. Um, and I, it's like they shipped it from the U S and, um, yeah, that's, that's a, a powerful, powerful drug apparently. Right. Right. Yeah. Just how crazy, what's the chances, you know, like what's the chances you have a baby and your 20 year old son dies yeah with you with you three days later or whatever it was so close you know like yeah from an ultimate high to getting the the baby girl she wanted and and according to both documentaries anna wanted a baby girl yes Uh, there was there was a mention in one documentary that she had um she was buying chestfuls of baby clothes for girls yes right do you remember yes i do remember that her mom was saying that i thought that was that was strange. Crazy, crazy. Bless um, her heart. Bless her heart is right. Uh, so we've got Daniel's death, the birth of Daniel Lynn. Um, and uh, so now let's let's get into the death as we're approaching close to the hour mm. mark. She has her baby girl. She mm-hmm. has lost her son. Mm-hmm. She's going, which, which if we would have just watched one documentary, wouldn't have a, a clue on what she's doing in Florida, right? No, wouldn't have yeah. a clue. Wouldn't have a clue. So Mm-mm. we advise you, if you want to follow what we do, because we're so cool, watch these two documentaries. One's on Netflix and one you can find on YouTube. Just just YouTube, um, 24 hours, the last. I think it's episode. called The Final 24. Yeah, of Anna Nicole Smith, right? Yes. Um, yeah, so she's got this baby couple months old she's still just reeling over the death of her son um she's not really been out and about she just holds up and and doesn't go out but she decides to buy a luxury yacht so this is why she comes to florida right and she's staying at the hard rock cafe and she's got an entourage of people she's got a yeah uh, a a psychologist i think am i a psychiatrist psychologist i don't know the difference Mm -hmm. together one of the two. One of the two. She's mm-hmm. got Big Mo. She's got Big Mo's wife, who yes. is, a, is a nurse who mm-hmm. watch, eventually just watches Anna Nicole die. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought that part, that part of that second documentary was so strange because if this woman is a trained nurse, I would think, and just to give our listeners a little bit of, of background. So mm-hmm. when she was checked into the hard rock, she wasn't feeling a hundred percent. Like she had the flu, like right. flu, like symptoms. She was running a fever. Um, she ended up getting some kind of um, intestinal, like some stomach stuff going in, on. In, intestinal infection, possibly from a fall yes. in the tub is what they said. So. Well, I don't know that the intestinal infection was from the fall in the tub. I think the fall in the tub, she hit her head, but it wasn't enough to give her a concussion or to have like fatal, you know, whatever. But, um, she, so she had these other, these health things. So she was tired. She was um, not feeling well. So she was sleeping a lot. And the, the problem was because of all the mixture of prescription and illegal drugs she was taking, she was have, having trouble sleeping in the first place. She she was taking this. Um, it wasn't methadone. What what is whatever that drug uh, is? Chloro. Are you talking about the chlorohydrate? Yes, no, chlorohydrate, chlorohydrate, which ironically was the same drug that killed Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Right. I mean, yeah. wow, right? But 
because of all of that, she was drinking just lethal doses of that, basically. And she was basically slowly poisoning herself. And right. so uh, all of that being said, she's she's been in the hotel room for days. She's sleeping on and off. And so Mo has to leave for a while. So he asks his wife to, to look after her. And she comes in. And again, this is just according to the second documentary we watched, The Final 24. And she just kind of sits there reading a magazine. She talks to Mo on the phone for a while. She doesn't go over and like check on her. Like no. I would think as a trained nurse, if I were going to just kind of keep an eye on someone who hasn't been feeling well, right. the very first thing I would do when I walked in the room was go and, and check on her. Because in the documentary, she's laying on her stomach and who knows how it really played out. But, you know, I would want to make sure she's getting enough air. She's breathing, you know, that, that everything's okay. Otherwise, um, why are you there? Why, exactly. you know, why are you there? Exactly. You know, and somebody put in the comments underneath there, they're like, and, and she's probably on her iPad. Like there wasn't an right. iPad, there, but it was kind of yeah. funny that, you <laughs> yeah, know, that was if, if the, yeah. too um, long ago, too long ago. Right. But um, I mean, so I guess part of me, I'm, I'm not blaming or, you know, criticizing or whatever, making judgments, but it just surprises me that a trained nurse wouldn't have checked on her sooner than she did. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking two in the afternoon when she finally yeah. like, are you getting up? You know, like right. if she wasn't sick, I guess like what, you know, she's sleeping. Whatever. Right. I wouldn't right. check, but she's had some issues throughout yeah. the last couple of days. You know? Oh, and, and the other thing I thought was crazy was the infection she had on her leg mm -hmm. and it was oozing pus. And, and they said, apparently it was, it was probably from, um, she had been injecting herself for years with human growth hormone and B vitamins, yeah. I guess anything to look younger and feel good and to keep going and going and going. And so she must've gotten some sort of infection and um, that actually caused some blood poisoning. So she had a lot of things going on. It wasn't just the drugs. It, there were some legitimate health things that were going on. The drugs definitely exacerbated it, but she um, wouldn't, she wouldn't go to the hospital and she wouldn't go to the hospital because, because of the did. press. Yes. So, I mean, go figure, right. For, for a woman who loved the press and loved the media and loved the attention at the very end, she refused to go. And honestly, as we do this show more and more, there's several other celebrities who have the same story that towards the end of their life, they just refuse to go because of the press. And I just think, how sad is that? What kind of life? I mean, I, I just, I just don't understand it, I guess. You'd think you could go with a mask on, at least get through the door and check. Sunglasses, in. a hat, yeah. anything, yeah. a wig. Yeah. I mean, a they're, wig? Yeah. they're celebrity. They're, they're right. actors. They can, right. they can right. disguise Act. themselves. Act. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Oh, I mean, it, it, all of this could have been avoided. I believe, I believe that all of this, I mean, if she had gotten to a hospital, I mean, if you have a temperature of 105, mm -hmm. that right there, I mean, I'm not really a hypochondriac, but I mean, I would be taking my butt to the hospital. I mean, right. 105 yeah. is really high to, right. I mean, I totally agree. I remember my son was sick with like 103 degree temp. And I was like, Oh no, if Tylenol yeah. doesn't work in a couple minutes, and it yes. did, luckily, we're, we're going, you know. So, right. Yeah, you don't um, mess with that. No, you don't mess with that. Uh, <laughs> no, not at any point with anybody, you know, like right. get to the hospital. You right. don't know. So You don't know. So um, let's see what the, let's, let's mark her officially dead. I find it interesting. 
on this lot, the, the final 24 of Anna Nicole Smith, they're like, in one hour, she's going to be dead. Yeah. Wait, she dead. She dead already. Like yeah. you watch a documentary. They're like yeah. pumping her on the bed and she has no pulse. She's not breathing right. in one hour. She will be dead. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. The nurse, the trained nurse, is right. trying to give her CPR in the bed, and the paramedics get there. And the com the commentary on the um, documentary, they're like, "Which, by the way, doesn't work when you're on a bed." Wouldn't a trained nurse know this? <laughs> well, whoever trained her should be fired. That's right. What they right. Do. Big, big, yeah. Big Mo had to come in and throw her up. So yeah. I throw my girl away and I said, please, Nicole, please, Nicole. No, no. he called her baby girl. Baby girl. So sad. So, I mean, uh, I'm not even a trained health professional. And I know that you would need to get somebody on the ground, like on a hard, flat surface, not on a bed. Right. I mean, I would have just learned that just for now. Really? Yeah, but I've never no. taken any type of CPR classes ever. Okay. I, so, I have. I've taken right. CPR. So, okay. I, but, I don't know. I guess it makes sense now that you say it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, it's so ridiculous on the yeah. bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so sad. It is so sad. So she uh, she dies in Florida, February eighth, two thousand seven, mm. which is mm. now a long time ago. It doesn't seem like that long time ago, but yeah, but it sure is. Gosh, mm -hmm. fifteen years already. Tragic, yeah. tragic, tragic. And she has, there's a little bit of a fight between Howard K. Stern and her mama on where she should be buried. Mama says Texas. Howard K. Stern says with, with her son in the Bahamas, that's where she wants to go. And Howard K. Stern's wins the one mm -hmm. battle that Anna Nicole Smith asked him to win. It's yeah. where she's buried. So. And that does make sense. Well, that's uh, that's Anna. She's uh, she's no longer with us, but she will never be forgotten. You know, I think I mean, as we've said many times, this just just a tragedy. Um, I think deep down, Anna Nicole Smith just wanted to be liked and she wanted to be accepted and loved for who she was, which, of course, is what all of us want. But she just didn't have the best execution of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> she she was making choices that, you know, felt she felt would get her ahead and 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 maybe they did and maybe maybe some of them didn't i i think her mom said it you know in that second documentary you know if she would she put her mind to something there was no stopping her you know so you gotta you gotta admire somebody for for doing that and making something of, of themselves no absolutely she absolutely wanted to be famous and she was um, and she climbed fast and she fell fast and she fell hard. Yeah, and, she did. and I think that's it too. And, and really, I think people in general only like you when they like you and they hate you when they don't. And that's a mm -hmm. weird thing to say. I don't, it probably doesn't make any sense, but, uh, even I, get it. I, you know, I, I had a friend mm -hmm. who was on, uh, average Joe Hawaii. If anyone remembers that it was a reality show in the mid two thousands and he was getting into clubs and he was like, people were recognize him and say, hey, David, da, 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 da. And I was like, celebrity, I'm with a celebrity. And literally he was off the show in no time. And then he was voted off and then he couldn't get in oh. those clubs. everything, you know, there was oh. literally 15 minutes of fame. So she oh. had an extension of that that made her money, made her everything. And it really like, instead of like trying to turn everything that went 
it was so negative how she got there. She used a lot of negative things and a lot of negative mm-hmm. people, and a lot of, it was a lot of negative. You almost sold your soul to the devil. And at that yeah. point you need to like say, okay, now I'm going to do the right choices. I'm on top. Now mm-hmm. I need to stay on top and I need to stay on top for the right reasons. And instead right. she kept using negative negativity to keep yeah. herself on top and and the devil went down to georgia and it'll take you with you you know yeah um, it will. all right well that was anna nicole smith and um if you are listening to this still thank you thank you very much for listening to our first podcast um it's been a lot of fun and I, I really do appreciate it yes absolutely and if you get a chance please check out two podcasts that are done uh, one is our sister podcast talk murder to me it can be found on youtube and anywhere podcasts are streamed and also my good friends brad ashton and diego garcia do a podcast called the actor factor and they're <laughs> 41 episodes deep and they interview a lot of great talent and a lot of people you've heard of some you haven't and uh, if you're a thriving wannabe actor um or thriving actor, check them out. It's uh, it's very interesting. Thank you all again. My name is Brent Novak, and I'm Tana Satterly. And do we want to give them our email to give yes. us suggestions? We do. Thank you. Oh my Yay. gosh, it's a good thing you're here. Uh, <laughs> my email is Brent at dead celebs dot com, mm-hmm. and my email is Tana. That's T A N A at dead dash celebs.com please let us know if there's anybody you want to see or have us dissect on their life and death of any celebrity yes Uh, we'll take we'll take any emails so thanks again for listening and we're out for our legal disclaimer please visit www.dead dash celebs dot com.